are listening to the Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Urban. Today's guest, we have Mary Holland, who is a UCP performer. She's on a Herald team and a mod team, and she is fantastic. Now, Mary, how long have you been with the UCB? Um, I have been taking classes at UCB since uh, I moved out here in July of 07. And I think I started classes that fall, so maybe October, November of 07. So um, it'd be like, yeah, five years, I guess a little over five years now. Um, but yeah, but I, I've been on a team, I've been on John Velvet for two years and then New Money, the mod team for one year. So yeah, it took me three years and three auditions to, to get onto a Herald team. So yeah, it was a, it was a long road. And to think that, uh, there are now 500 people auditioning yeah. and there are <laughs> how many people on the teams? Well, there's what, eight? Eight people There's on each eight team. Eight people on each team, and there are currently seven teams. Um, I can't do math, but uh, that's something like that's something like eight hundred people you're up against, right? Yeah, that's eight hundred <laughs> people <laughs> in Harold. Leanne's like, no, no, no. <laughs> right? Uh, eight times seven. That's eight times seven is that's eight thousand. Yeah, <laughs> and then you add another eight hundred okay. just for fun. So it's at least nine thousand people. Um, but um, but yeah. I, was, I had a point to make, <laughs> and that is, there's still a lot of people in yeah. you shine. And oh, that's, thank you. Uh, and I think part of it is, um, a lot of it has to do, you do these really great, you do these really amazing characters, um, and one thing I really like about you is, um, in the videos that I've seen, and then uh, in what I've seen, is you can play a shallow character, but with heart that makes it like it makes it relatable so even if it's like you know some crazy kooky character i don't have any examples but yeah yeah somebody who who um um who doesn't necessarily have to be grounded like can just be sort of right be this like big broad character um uh, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I do. I do try to. Um, that I appreciate that so much because I, I do try to. What's so important to me um, in improv is to really be the best actor I can be with it as well. Yes. And and I think that um, that enhances the reality so yeah. much. And on John Velvet. Um, especially I think there are some uh, <laughs> I have so much fun with them because everybody acts acts so well yes. I, and we're d like we're doing these ridiculous situations but everybody is bringing such like uh, groundedness and emotional commitment and you know and energy and energy yeah that that is so much it's so much fun when you play like that because otherwise it's sort of it's all surface level and it you don't really the real meat of improv I think is when you bring acting to it and you really like you really try to make this character come to life and give it heart and give it uh, uh, groundedness and reality yeah yeah um, so it. there's the game <laughs> but there's also that other aspect of it yeah 
Yeah, which which I think um, which I think really makes the game come to life because game yeah there's a weird booming. Uh, sound um, in the I live upstairs from where we are now, <laughs> so I think that's my dog. <laughs> like oh yeah, <laughs> he just flopped over. He's yeah, like, oh, this conversation is so boring. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think because I think I mean game itself is is uh like the the pillar of UCB's philosophy and it is it is so um incredibly helpful in guiding heralds in particular but all scenes and I, when you study it for so long for so many years and every week for so many hours you you start to see it everywhere see th in in all of your favorite comedies from yeah. when you were a kid like even disney movies all that stuff has yeah. game it, it's all in one way or the other it's it's in everything and uh so but to me i think as an improviser what's important that i do is not not just pl play the game and just let it be this pattern that i keep hitting what's important to me is that it's um that I do bring that sort of realness, realness, and layer it in. Yeah, exactly, layer it in because then the then the pattern can be surprising, and then it can be, yeah. it can be really um, so much, so much more entertaining to watch. I mean, it's it's sort of the the difference between just. I mean, I I guess the only way I can think to explain it is. Um, is just a kind of a surface level hitting a pattern, hitting a pattern, hitting a pattern. And it's that's fun and that's enjoyable and that's great. But uh, I think like filling in the underneath of that pattern with with a strong character choice and with um, uh, really relating to your partner on stage and playing with them and taking what they're giving you in that moment yeah. is makes the game breathe <laughs> oh boy <laughs> here we go but it, it gives it a, it gives it like a pulse almost when as opposed to like just playing surface level and not really committing to anything doesn't give it that and it's yeah. it really changes it it could be the same game but if you're not uh if you're not the difference between like not acting it and acting it is huge there's yeah. a huge gap there so, um, so yeah, I, I appreciate that because I, I, that's very important to me to bring that to, to, um, into what is that I do? That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's about the commitment. Yeah, yeah, I think committing so. to the game and to the like the realness of it. Yeah, and and just committing to who you're up on stage with, like yes. just just committing to like being up there with them and and going off of them and not. Like Becky Drysdale, I'm I'm in some of her classes right now, and she she always talks about how whatever your partner gives you is gold. It's always gold, and that um, that means a lot to me because I I I do feel that um, I don't have anything if I don't have that person up there. Like right. they are they are the what's inspiring me to be whatever I'm being. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So I, I think a lot of it's about 
relating to whoever you're on stage with too, just taking them in and being in the moment with them. Do you ever have a hard time like figuring out what they're trying, what the person, your partner is trying to get across to you? Um, well, or do you just try to react to whatever it is you think it is? I kind of, I kind of just go with what I'm reading. I mean, there's definitely been times, especially, um, in the Herald, because there's a part of it that can be so cerebral (laughs) (laughs) that you can definitely get lost in logics and in the puzzle of doing it sometimes, um, and which I have definitely done. And, uh, it's... (laughs) I had this go, I still have this go-to, but I had this go-to of like, if I don't really know what's going on in the scene, or I'm not sure quite who we are to each other, or we're saying different things, uh, and it's not totally clicking in my mind what is going on, I'll slap the other person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And... And I, it doesn't, it doesn't, and I've gotten the note like, don't do that. <laughs> like, that doesn't help anything. But I think to me, it's like, a, what are we, you know, it's like slapping me out of it as well. Like, let's, uh, uh, I, I, it's, a, it's such a dumb thing. I, I think I've grown out of it a little bit, but, um, but <laughs> I got it more than once. I got a note that was like, um, okay, so I'm not sure why you hit him there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But but even then, like, um, for example, there was this one show that uh, <laughs> that John Velvet did a couple weeks ago, but uh, Nick Mondernock came out on stage and started, like, is that how you say his name? Because I say it in the worst. I'm all like Nick Mandernack. Uh-huh. Nick Mandernack. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how Not I say it in him. my head. But <laughs> I think I think it I think it is Mondernack because he's British. He's oh. not British. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did he did this character where he came out and he just like started like moving his hands up and down and making making this boom noise and I had no idea what he was doing but i i was like you know what i i whatever he's giving me is gold i this is great so i just screamed as loud as i could and we found something <laughs> really great off that and it was it was um uh and i think if i had tried to logic it out or figure it out as that's not my strength as an improviser is the is like I'm not a cerebral improviser (laughs) there are some who are who are just really good with like uh finding game in the logic of what's happening but Mm -hmm. for me it's it's um it's so much more just reacting emotionally off what just happened (laughs) um so what he did terrified me so i screamed (laughs) so i screamed did it and it worked out and it worked out yeah and and we found this really fun game and um and it was made even more fun because nick as well as brings such heart to his characters and brings such great acting yeah that uh i mean if you've ever watched him he's He's just he's his great. commitment is incredible, and he's and f- for that reason he's so much fun to play with. Like he he really, um, 
He's a delight. He's a delight. He really <laughs> is. He gives you so much. He's so generous. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I think I think I do sort of. That's how I play. Yeah, is is much more just reacting emotionally and and um, committing and not not a logicking it out in right. my brain so much, which can be detrimental <laughs> too. <laughs> but that's that's kind of. Uh, that's yeah. good. You commit to what you're good at. You don't try to. You don't beat yourself up over the fact that you the yeah. logic aspect of it. Yeah, I think I think there's. Um, I I mean I I do try to challenge myself, and I think all, every improviser does. Like we all try to get better and work at the things we're not good at. But um, but that was a big thing to notice because, I mean, it's just like when you're growing up and you're like trying to be this type of person and that's yeah. not who you are and you're trying to be this type of person that's not who you are it's the same with improv like you watch so many great improvisers um who play in such different ways and you're like oh i love how this person improvises and you maybe try that on on yourself for a while like try um watching how they have made choices and like see putting that through your own filter but um, but it's you'll discover that you have your own thing. Like after you've tried a bunch of different things, you'll find what works for you. It's like guys, it's the same as growing up. It really is. Oh man, I've become a woman. <laughs> you know? uh, but I I do think, and I think that's important too. Like as as an improviser, to go and see all those shows and and try those different styles and see what suits you <laughs> those different philosophies yeah. you mm. are an improviser now <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so you um you, well you have an acting background so that makes it a little yes. easy yeah absolutely um, yeah. you got your bfa from northern illinois illinois university really go huskies or uh, well, they are the Huskies. I, I went to one game when I was at college, <laughs> but it was very More than fun. I went to in my college, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was that game? It was great. It was a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and I had a hot dog. <laughs> I had a ball. Um, so what was, um, so you, so you got your BFA in acting mm-hmm. from there. And so yeah. when you were there, were you, did you do any comedies or were you pretty much doing like pretty straight acting with like comedy pretty much, plays? Yeah, or? it was pretty much straight acting. I don't, I don't even think we did that many comedy plays. I think in, in. You did. Did I see, I'm so, I stalked you online, obviously. Oh, thank goodness, this. please. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, watch out. No, uh-huh. that's right, Matt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did I see you were in Tartuffe? No, that oh, okay, that wasn't me. That was there you. was, uh, but I did watch Tartuffe. Oh, there, okay. there were friends of mine were in that, um, uh, but no, I, I wasn't in Tartuffe. The I think the only comedy I remember being a part of there were little one acts that, mm-hmm. um, that directing students would. Would uh, produce or just scenes in class. There actually weren't that many comedy productions. Tartuffe, I think, is one of the only ones that, com- <laughs> that yeah. comes to my mind. Uh-huh. 
And um, it's Moliere, so. Yeah, so it's just what not can funny. You do? Yeah, it's just gross. <laughs> just gross. Um, ugh. Ugh, nasty ugh. stuff. But, uh. Classic. It's classic. <laughs> it's classic. It's great. La, la, la. <laughs> um, so I, uh, in college, I directed one of those student directed one acts. And it oh, was great. Two Precious Maidens Ridiculed, which is a Moliere play. So oh, awesome. I actually love Moliere. Yeah. He, <laughs> I think well, he's great. He's, yeah, he's great. Um, he, he was, was hilarious. So he was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. so you were doing mostly straight acting? Mostly, yeah, mostly drama. Uh, even and and here's what's really interesting about that training is that it was a Meisner based program and it's hmm. all about like method and it's all about well or not that's method that's different it's similar it's in, in the same sort of school all those big acting teachers like Stanislavski and Lee Strasberg who yes. is the method guy all those teachers knew each other. Sanford Meisner was in a group with those guys. Was Meisner the physical one? I forget which one that one. Or is that Meyerhold? I, that might be Meyerhold. Meisner, Meisner was all about, um, the, the big exercise of his was repetition. So what you, the, the program was designed so that the first year of undergoing Meisner technique training, you're just, you don't do, you don't even touch a script. It's all just you and your partner on stage. You are yourself. So I would be Mary and you'd be Nikki. And we would just do observations about each other and we'd repeat it back and forth. So, for example, I'd be like, you have red hair. And you'd say, I have red hair. And I'd say, you have red hair. And we just keep doing that, trying to be as blank a slate as possible until the repetition we would repeat until one of us felt an emotion. So it's like, it's very weird. <laughs> uh, it was really cool, and I, I got a lot out of it, but um, but it, it did take that whole, it took that whole first semester for any of my class to really get comfortable in the repetition and get comfortable being yourself on stage and that's sort of the purpose of it is just wow. to r observe your scene partner and take them in and not be aware of yourself on stage just sort of um be comfortable just engaging with your partner and and then you layer on top of that uh you give yourself activities to do so uh you know sewing buttons on a sweater you give yourself a high stakes reason to do that. My grandmother, um, I rip the buttons off her sweater, and if she doesn't have this sweater, she'll be devastated or whatever. That's not a great example. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, then you start layering in activities with a high stakes reason, and then, um, but continuing to do the repetition and react off each other, and then you start layering on the scripts and then but all the while maintaining that that philosophy of take in your partner be in the moment uh observe them respond off them like all of your lines when you have a script should be uh prompted by whatever behavior you're noticing in your partner in that moment so one night they could make a choice that they'd never made before and in that case let it change how you deliver your line 
So, um, so I, I think it really, and there was a lot of improvising within that as well. It was all pretty (laughs) dramatic, not with the same purpose as I was going to say, um, that actually like hearing that, that that was your, your, your modus operandi Mm -hmm. of uh, of acting and how you got to be comfortable acting. That makes sense in your performance because I, you know, one of the things about you that is remarkable is how comfortable you are on stage and how, like, just open you are. And so oh, that's, thank you. yeah, that makes sense. Thank <laughs> you, yeah. That makes sense. I was, I was um, broken <laughs> uh, when I was 18. Uh, yeah. Everybody should be broken at <laughs> yeah. some point. I yeah. Um, Somebody pray for me. Somebody, no, guys, Nikki's asking to be broken. Who's going to do it? Uh-uh, <laughs> No, um, <laughs> just kidding, Justin. I'm sorry. Uh, Justin, I'm sorry. He's not listening. So you went to school. You got your BFA. Yes. You're mm-hmm. focused on acting. Mm-hmm. At one point, were you like, "Hey, I'm here in Chicago"? Were you in Chicago at school, or were well, you just in Illinois? Here's here's what happened. I was in um. So DeKalb is like DeKalb is where Northern Illinois is. It's like 60 miles west of Chicago. So uh, I went into the city fairly often, not not as often as I'd like to, but um, but pretty often. And then one summer, my friend um, B was doing the IO intensive summer intensive at um, Improv Olympic, which is where Del Close did his thing, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was that was my first real foray into. Long form improv. I never. Did you do it with B? Yes. Yeah. B and I went through the intensive together. So it was like you do. There were five levels at IO at that time, and you uh, do a level a week, and it's six hours every day. So uh, yes, it was intensive, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, I I had such a blast that summer. It was so much fun, and I got to see some great shows like TJ and Dave. Yeah. And um that was that was incredible to see and all all of the teens at IO were so, so amazing are so amazing. And uh so it was like this 5 week quick exposure <laughs> to this world that I that I really knew nothing about. My plan up until that point was to see what happened when we did showcases in New York and LA mm-hmm. and but most likely move to Chicago and pursue uh theater or mm-hmm. m- maybe I mean my dream always was to do film and and specifically and I told Leanne this the other week to my dream of dreams is to be in period films <laughs> 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 it really is that's oh gosh that's all I want to do Reese Witherspoon thing um, yeah <laughs> I know there it is there it is <laughs> um but uh but yeah I di- I didn't really have uh improv definitely wasn't wasn't on that spectrum because I'd never been exposed to it I'd never even seen it especially long form performed so I went to so when I did that intensive and I saw that I was like this is a whole world in itself and it's it's so awesome and fun and then um I really didn't 
retain hardly anything from that <laughs> intensive. It was, it was, it was so fast. Like you go through that level so fast. It, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, I get it for a second, but you, you need that time. Like I, I think, yeah. UCB and and uh, I O and all all these schools are so smart with how they, the normal class sessions stretch out over eight weeks, yeah. give or take. Uh, a few weeks and I think that's so smart because you need that time for your brain to like absorb what's happening um and I, mine just didn't it was mostly just like fun 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 going in one ear and out the other <laughs> but um but that was the that's the number one rule of fun yeah so exactly you had that. exactly you had a good experience to start off with I did so you learned that <laughs> lesson most yeah. important lesson right off the bat huh? yeah yeah it w- and it was such a big lesson and and watching the pros like TJ and Dave and and all those teams there do it so well it was they make it look so easy yeah. you know and it makes it look like oh i i can i can probably do this and then you try to do it and <laughs> it's like oh i need to <laughs> i need to work on this this is going to take a long time but um but yeah they they were really inspiring to to see and then and then uh so that was a summer between my junior and senior year of college and then so I came back after that summer for my senior year of college and did um did again mostly uh straight theater Mm -hmm. pretty epic epic plays like three hour long like what intense plays um well one of them the one I did my sophomore year was Grapes of Wrath which was really so much fun, but uh, very long. And then the other one was my senior year. This was kind of my my um, my big role <laughs> uh, for my college career was called Summer Folk, and it is by um, Maxime Gorky. Mm-hmm. And uh, please tell me I'm not wrong about that. Uh, sorry to get off beater. Uh, no, please. Um, was Gorky around the same time as like, like the whole New Deal? Was that Gorky or was Gorky earlier than that? He was. He was right on the eve of the Russian Revolution. Oh, okay. So this play was written. Um, it's about the uh, intelligentsia of Russian. Um, the sort of Russian bourgeois class, their summer home, and then it was right on the eve of the <laughs> revolution when the, you know, the masses rose up in rebellion. So it, it has, it's very like, there's this tension running throughout. And a lot of people don't know this, but that play was originally set in a coffee shop uh, in Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was set in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very different dialogue. Very different dialogue. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I still have this script. I still have all my notes on this script and everything because it it was a, it was a real, it was a real marathon of a play. It was like three and a half hours long or something. And I rarely left the stage. So (laughs) it was, it was intense. And I, uh, I learned a lot. And the director, this man named Christopher Markle, um, was a, a real mentor and somebody, uh, who, really influenced me as an actor um, in my 
college career and since from then on he he really um he really uh brought to life so many concepts that I was being taught at that time and uh, was just an, a really incredible director so I I owe a lot to to him do you want to hear the whole story of how I came out here yes oh, absolutely okay. Okay, great I, think I, I, I hope I'm not just bulldozing <laughs> guys <laughs> Please. I love talking about myself. <laughs> um, uh, She's joking. She's joking, everybody. I, no, but I'm serious. That. I do really, I do really love talking. <laughs> I am joking. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, but, 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 yeah. So then, so that se- senior year went by, and then I did, um, and then the BFA class that year, every three years, was paired with the MFA class for a joint showcase. And uh, each, there were like 24 of us, I think, which is a lot. And in a showcase, you try to keep it minimal (laughs) so that people will sit through it. Um, But so I think each of us had like two scenes or something. And both of mine were were comedy scenes that that, uh, I really had so much fun doing. But... We did our showcase in Chicago, and um, I met with this agency out there, and then it was looking like I was going to move to Chicago and, and, and work with this agency. And then after Chicago, we did our New York showcase, um, and then we did our L.A. showcase. And in L.A., uh, I met with an agency out here and, and a really great smaller agency and they they were like you we want to sign you we want you to move out here and it was just um at the time I was still waiting to hear the final yes from the agency in Chicago Mm -hmm. and so I was like well I have a yes out here and I want I want to be in films like that's kind of a, a dream so yeah let's do it so I I moved out uh at the end of that summer and did you know anybody here i knew there were two other guys from my class that that moved out as well they they lived together but they were in a different neighborhood and i didn't i didn't see them very often i saw them sometimes but uh because i chose to live alone and in a neighborhood where i didn't know anybody (laughs) it felt like i was by myself and it was it was hard. It was a it was a tough transition, and um, and I was real lonely, and I didn't have any friends, and I didn't know. I, I came from just going from school to school to school, where you have a built-in community, and you have friends who are pursuing the same thing you are, and um, you can forge friendships out of that, but. Uh, but I didn't have that. I didn't. I didn't have any community really. I would take acting classes, and I met some cool people through that. But it was, it was. It's so different, you know, being yeah. out of school. Like it's not. It's not like you both like. Oh, we're both. We're all going back to the dorm. You don't come back. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going back to my home. And <laughs> oh, okay, I guess I'll go back to mine too. Like it, there's not that um, level of hanging out that yeah. there was that I was used to in school. So, uh, so yeah, it was really hard. And I actually lived 
across, I happen to live in this building called the Shangri Lodge. Uh, it was anything but. Um, that was across the street from UCB. It's like the Scientology Center's there, and then it's across that oh, little okay. side street. Yeah. Um, and I saw the theater a lot, and I went to one show. I really liked it, and I knew it was. I was like, oh, this is similar to what I went through in I.O. They do long form improv. They do the Herald. But I was, I kind of went through like a tough time. I was really depressed and I, I couldn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and I was in these acting classes with these uh, people, these beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't, this doesn't feel like what I'm good at. <laughs> like there there were girls in my class who had series regulars on Cold Case or yeah. CSI or, you know, shows like that, which I'm just not that's just not my thing. And yeah. and I was like, oh, maybe I don't belong. Maybe I don't belong in this city and um so I was kind of struggling with that for a while and then um and then my uh one of my best friends Kat Mangold came out she lives in London and we went to Interlochen together she she flew out and we were hanging out and we went and saw a show at UCB and then she was like Mary why aren't you taking classes here and I didn't have a good reason not to, so I signed up for classes, and then that just completely altered the trajectory I was <laughs> on out here. Like, I I really found my community and found where I belonged and um, and uh, and found what I wanted to be doing. It was, it was a light bulb moment. So, yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> who, was your, who was your 101 teacher? Johnny Meeks. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> he's also not listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not listening. Uh, but he's at, he's coaching John Velvet right now, so oh, it's really great. cool. Oh, yeah. you know, perfect circle. Yeah, he's the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> um, so, so you, so you decided you started taking classes at UCB. Did you take any other classes like comedy related classes? Oh, or did you stick with UCB? I, Stuck with UCB for the most part. I think my my logic behind that was that I had already taken or already had a taste of IO. Mm-hmm. Uh, IO West is of course very different from IO Chicago. I mean, because they have different people there, so yeah. I'm sure I could have uh, gone through the program and had a totally different experience at IO West. But uh, I, yeah, that was my thinking. Was like, oh, I've I'm sort of immersed in this program. I'm going to see this through to the end. And then, um, and then it, I, I never was like, and then I'll see what happens. It was just like, I want to keep doing this because I'm having so much fun and I'm meeting the people that I jive with. And, and that's not, I didn't feel the, uh, desire really to, to go take classes anywhere else I think it it, I think it's a great thing to do I just didn't at the time I was like like oh this is fun this is these are my friends these are my friends these are my friends I'm having a good time I'm yeah I'm learning stuff I'm I'm 
I'm able to apply what I learned in school. Like there's so much about improv that is that is that Meisner is great for, like just reacting in the moment and um and taking in your scene partner and bringing that sort of emotional commitment and stuff. So so I was like, this is all great. <laughs> so I didn't really take any other classes anywhere else. It was mostly the CCB. Are you um are you interested in learning other schools of thought? Totally. Like Groundlings. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I would I I think it would be uh it would be hugely beneficial to me to to do that just to uh I think it's so important to learn different philosophies and right. and all of that um and I I hope to someday be able to do that. You know I've I've there are a lot of people at UCB who have done. Yeah. Groundlings and really enjoyed it, and uh, and done IO and really enjoyed it, and done Second City and really enjoyed it, and so, um, so that's definitely something I'm interested. In. It's not I have not shut the door, <laughs> you know. I'm not like UCB or bust, <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> slam the door. It's just it's mostly just like, uh, I've just sort of been on this road yeah. for a long time, and and you know maybe someday I'll. I'll to try out some other stuff and it's also just a time issue like right. uh harold and maude um uh it's great it's a, it's a commitment you know it's you you really need to commit a lot of your time to both those things to really be a uh a part of the team like you you need to set aside a lot of time um so yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe someday we'll see. Um, so what's what is there an end goal for you? Is there like, uh, well, I mean, you wanna you wanna be in films and and period. Films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but is there um, just like comedy wise? Is it do you wanna keep doing comedy or is it kind of one of those? Is that your like your big passion or is your passion really acting? You know, I think the the more I've been doing UCB and and comedy being such a the only part of that, <laughs> okay, and comedy being the thing in my life, um, the more I've I think that those things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Like yeah. I think they're the same like i i think mm -hmm. there are, um uh i think there's a way to be both of those things and and let one enhance the other like um i think i think you could throw anybody on the main stage at UCB or at indie shows or whatever into a drama and they would be amazing yeah because i i don't i don't necessarily think you have to choose i think you can be both and i think they they really do feed into each other so um so i think i'm just i'm i'm in it and wherever this <laughs> road leads i'll i'll follow it but i'm not i'm i'm not like i'm gonna do this for a certain amount of time and then i'm gonna change it's it's just like I'm on this path and this is the right path for me and it's and I love it. Oh my gosh, it's I mean, you guys, you 
you're doing it too. You know what it's like. It's it feels right. You just love it. Yeah. And it's there's no there's no end that I can see. It's just like um I'm gonna keep letting those two things live together <laughs> and go down the path together. That's great. <laughs> so what to you is yeah. making it? What's that? Oh like making what, it? Yeah. Oh oh gosh. Is there like a point where you're like, yeah, I'm making it. Doing. is that now i think you? that's now i think i really think it is this is uh i i it's so funny you asked me that because just the other day i was like this is uh this is it this is like this is what i want to be doing and and i get to be on this stage with these phenomenal people and my peers there are just uh i look up to them so much and i'm i'm in awe of everybody who's in that community all of us there um the students and the teachers and the and the performers and the administration and it's just like i i couldn't be happier to be where I am. And I think that that's, I think, I think that to me is making it like when mm -hmm. you're just happy where you are and when you're, um, fulfilled in what you're doing. And I'm more than fulfilled in, in doing Harold and in doing Maud. It's, uh, it's challenging. It's exciting. It's fun. It's, uh, it's everything that I would yeah. want. And so whatever comes later that's a bonus but i think to me <laughs> right now like this i've arrived <laughs> that's what it, it feels like when you when you are in the world and you're just approaching the world and your everyday things uh-huh like how do you approach it how do you take in the world um i think uh <laughs> Sorry, that's a loaded question. No, no, uh, no. It's 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 a it's a really good one to think about. Um, sometimes uh, <laughs> it's gonna sound so weird. Uh, I like to imagine things happening in the world. Like if I'm, for example, if I was just sitting in this room, and this ha I've become so accustomed to this happening in my mind a lot that I don't even think about it. But now that you ask me, like, how do you see the world? It's like, oh, yeah, I do do this thing <laughs> that I don't think is weird, but other people might think is weird. Where I'm, like, sitting in a room, if I'm waiting for something, for example, I'll be sitting here, and I'll, like, I'll look up at the ceiling, and I'll see, like, <laughs> and it sounds so trippy, but I'll see, like, a hand like a hand dip down and dip back out like the ceiling's made of water or uh or like the crown molding will fall off and like turn into a spiral on the wall like it's just it's uh, <laughs> it sounds so trippy but I'll I'll like I'll just imagine things happening and that I started doing that when I was a kid just like, like kids do just playing pretend and imagining and um but I think I think I do sort of sometimes still perceive the world in that kind of wall, wall, <laughs> like <laughs> trippy kind of way. Um, yeah, and we have to stop putting LSD in the water. Um, yeah. Also, I'm completely high right now. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and and then also I, and here's the other thing, especially since moving to LA, like I found that I get, I do fall into the like getting road rage and getting irritated at traffic and um, all the normal stuff that people experience out here. But uh, I do, uh, I do find myself like always wishing I was, um, I was like a better person, you know, I think, so I, I don't know if that is a way to look at the world, but always, uh, always like wishing and, and hoping that I'm like, am being what I can be and what I, the type of person I want to be. So, um, and beating myself up if I'm not being that. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, so I guess that's, that would be, but mostly I just see hands coming out of ceilings. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Mary Holland, for coming on the Comedy Girl Crush podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nikki Urban. Tech producing is Leanne Bowen. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe on this iTunes page. Uh, follow us on comedygirlcrush.tumblr.com or at facebook.com slash comedygirlcrush. Leave us a po- uh, comment. Let us know who you want to have on the podcast. Give us some notes. Uh, uh, anything that you want to hear or if you hate my guts, please don't tell me. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> And keep crushing it. Yeah, thank you. Bye.